0: Fat Reese,
1: Jason, how you going? Happy
0: Easter! Happy Easter to you too, mate. Um, I was I was a little bit worried about you being Easter weekend and a weekend where you kind of were forced to eat a lot of big carby foods and a lot of chocolate, So I was I was worried that maybe you were going to splurge out a little bit. Did, did you contain yourself?
1: I ate a little bit. I went camping, but I contained myself enough. I only ate the kids Easter treats, so just so they didn't have to. <laughs>
0: You you were saving them, mate. You were you were stopping their sugar intake and that was probably better for you as well.
1: Yeah, it was. Getting down earlier at night, eh?
0: <laughs> Excellent, mate. Uh, mate, where'd you go for Easter weekend?
1: You went away, didn't you? Just down to Bowen, North Queensland. Beautiful mm-hmm. spot. Played some golf. Excellent. Some swimming, bit of fishing. It was good.
0: So are you warming up for when I come up next week to beat you at golf?
1: Yeah, after I heard you score today, I don't need to warm up too much. Mm. Should be sweet.
0: It was. It was. I played badly and shot a forty-three, mate. I think you you do that on a good day. So.
1: Yeah, but you only played nine. I only play eighteen and shoot
0: forty-three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mate. So I guess just on Easter, uh, under over twenty-five Easter eggs.
1: Nah, definitely under. I I'm a bit short on the Easter eggs this year. I've got a few there at home and I'll probably smack them over the next week or
0: two. Yeah, I'm sure you will, mate. Before they go white, mate, don't let them go white.
1: They don't go white, i tell you that.
0: (laughs) They don't stay long enough in your fridge to go white.
1: Nah. (laughs) Uh, What about yourself, mate? How many eggs
0: did you get? Mate, I actually did none. I didn't have one Easter egg. Uh, I did eat a couple like a week or so before Easter, um, so yeah, I did not have any this year, but I didn't actually have one Easter egg over all Easter weekend, so uh, I was oh, good. to be on
1: sale this week, you can go get some.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was actually at Woolies this afternoon, I did see there was a big discount on them, I did think about it, but I thought, no, nah, I'm I'm going to Sydney tomorrow for the week, uh, I'm going to be eating a lot of bad foods and maybe one or two quite alcoholic beverages, so I'm on holidays, mate, so I'm actually, I should have been on holidays today, but I actually stayed here so I could record the podcast. This is how dedicated I am to it.
2: Oh,
1: beautiful.
0: Yeah, exactly. Doing it all for you and, and, and for the, the legions and millions of fans all around the world. We actually do have people all around the world listening to this this garbage. You you, you realize that, don't you?
1: Yeah, I'm international.
0: It's it's pretty crazy. There's like 10 different cities in the US. There's a couple in Europe. I uh, pretty much hit all the major Towns and, and small regions all through Australia. Um, I might have to post it on the Facebook page sometime this week. Actually, the list of uh where everyone's listening to our podcast. It's um it's pretty crazy.
1: Well, good to hear. Yeah,
0: it is. We're growing, mate. Uh, one thing I noticed um that happened yesterday. The big upset, I guess, the talking point from last week's round. The West Tigers finally got on the board. They got their first win of the season. Uh, Madge isn't going to commit suicide for another week, which is good. Um, but one punter had $100,000 on the Parramatta Eels to win head-to-head at a dollar And five cents, and the West Tigers won by one point. So my question for you, Fat Reese, is when was the last time you lost on something that was an absolute short price, sure thing?
1: I don't know. Maybe on a greyhound or something like that. I don't normally bet on short things. <laughs> There's no such thing as short things. But I reckon I'm, if I bet on Winks, I would have stopped
2: it. <laughs>
0: Uh, actually I did have a little wager on Winx once and it was a little bit more than what I would normally do. I'm not, not a huge punter, but, uh, you know, Winx was, you know, on a bit of a win streak and it was that race. I don't know if you remember, but the one where she missed the start and she came out like 10 lengths behind everyone in the pack.
1: Yeah. I think I do remember that, right?
0: Yeah. 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 And she only mowed the the leader down like in the last probably hundred meters, um, yeah, I put a little bit more than I normally would on that race, and when I saw that she missed the start and was like ten lengths behind the pack, I was like, "Oh, oh this is, this is why you don't gamble uh, large sums of money." So, yeah, um, so I kind of yeah, feel he would be feeling
1: real good. But I don't think the eels
0: seller. Yeah, I, I feel a little bit for that eels person. Uh, we've all we've all been there, mate. So uh, yeah, I mean, if he'd put it on the tigers at ten dollars, he'd have a million dollars today. So hmm. I don't know what he was really thinking of getting out of five cents. Hundred K at 5.6. Yeah, well six. Jackson
1: Hastings saved Magic McGuire's job this week, so
0: He was pretty good, he that was very thankful. Yeah, I didn't catch much of the footy over the weekend. That was one game I did watch. Uh Hastings was good. He
1: had a
2: good game. It was game. The game of the round. It was.
1: It
0: was the game of the round. It was. Is that
2: everyone thought it was
1: gonna be the Storm Sharks game, but this game was actually pretty good quality footy, if I say It was. Like it, it Luke was. Brooks was good, Jackson Hastings yep. was good. Yeah. The Tigers actually the whole team was good. Yep. And the Eels just they stayed in it. Like well, they should have, because the Tigers are bottom of the table. And yeah, the Eels, Eels didn't play badly.
0: There, Eels didn't play badly. The Tigers just like finally showed up and played a good game of footy.
1: Good for the game.
0: It was, mate. And from last weekend, have we got a Hume's hero for this week?
1: Yes, we do have a Hume's hero. It's actually uh, Humi's twin, Big <laughs> Money Munster. Absolutely killed it on the weekend, Munster. He did. He, I did
0: catch that game.
1: That could be his best game of football. Ever. He was, a, he was awesome.
0: And isn't it funny? He, he probably just, had one of his best games of his career, and he's currently in negotiations for a new deal. It's funny how that happens. Well, at least to
1: 2024, but yeah. the Dolphins coming in next year, I think he wants that 1.3, a. Eh? Mm. He might be the highest-paid player next year.
0: Yeah, well, we've mentioned a couple of weeks ago on the pod about player negotiations during the season, and it's... Read its ugly head with a few few teams. Uh, my knights, in particular, in the last few days. We'll get to that when we talk about the knights matchup this weekend. But uh, yeah, I don't really like this whole um, this whole player sort of unrest in the first ten weeks of the season. I, they they really need to get rid of it because it's a bit of a distraction for some of these guys.
1: It is a distraction, but I think Munster he took it as uh, something different and just fueled his fire. He just he was good. Yeah. He uh, showed Nico Hines what a half supposed to do. Run straight around him.
0: But isn't, isn't that funny? Like, you compare, I guess, Munster's current situation to Ponga's. Ponga's like, he's got teams willing to offer him over a million dollars. Like, the, the money's there ready for him to sign. He's just got to sort of decide where he wants to go. Whereas someone like Munster, he's kind of been lowballed a little bit from his own team. And he's out there thinking, oh, you really think I'm worth that much? All right, I'll go out and show you how much I'm actually worth. So... Yeah, it's just funny how the two guys are handling their situations completely different. One is like turning it on and playing his best footy of his career and the other guy seems like he's gone a little bit missing in recent weeks.
1: Yeah, Munster might be in a better headspace than Ponger at the moment. Ponger's pretty much, well, as good as he is. He's had a fair few things come his way, but Munster's mm. uh, gone through a bit of adversity over times. And True. Yeah, he's in a pretty good headspace at the moment, got a new kid at home, so yep. probably thinking
0: i need to step up, here. So there you go. Humi's hero for the week, Cameron Munster. Uh, mate, we've actually got a listener question. Um, I put it out there on the Facebook page today, and we did get someone uh, send us a me- Facebook message. So today's question comes from a Cameron sisko Solowski. I think I've pronounced that right. I think he comes uh, from up your way, mate, the great area of Burdekin. His question, do you think certain players get extra fantasy stats over other players? I watched the Parramatta v Tigers game closely. Geez, I hope he wasn't the one who put 100K on the on the eels. Uh, I had Isaiah Papali'i left for the weekend and needed a certain score. He got nowhere near the score that I needed for him and the stats that I recorded. Compare that to someone like a Cleary or a DCE score. Do they seem to score more points because they get them a lot easier and uh, I believe there may be some biased stat people out there. What's your opinion? And uh he also wanted to shout out the notorious Chris Crispy T Turner as well. So whoever whoever that crispy turner guy is, as a shout out there from Cameron. Yeah, Reese, what do you reckon? Because every time I do look at the fantasy stats, you see guys like Tommy Turbo, DCE, Nathan Cleary, like they, they usually play pretty well, but they've always got like almost double the points of most of the other players. So yeah. How does the whole fantasy thing work? Is there bias towards who the guys are doing the stats for him?
1: Clearly gets unicorn points for sure. <laughs> he he gets a hundred points just stepping on the field. Yeah. So I don't really know how his stats work. He does do a lot more kicking, so gets those kick meters up. Jerome Millwar does the more smaller kicks around the ruck or well, around the goal line and that. So mm. he's always up there. But yeah, lots it work on tackles, runs, um, mistakes. They lose points for mistakes, so I don't. Know, I played fantasy last year and I struggled at it.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. I I won pretty comfortably in controversial circumstances, apparently. But uh, yeah, it was a bit of a bit of a clean sweep. I did have Cleary, and yeah, that was probably half my team's points from week to week. So, um, the secret uh, of fantasy: just get Nathan Cleary in your team.
1: Yeah, you got to be first pick,
0: <laughs> and you got to make sure you're the person picking the numbers out of the hat too, and give yourself first pick. So,
1: yeah, put the. Put the piece of paper you want in the freezer. Yeah, mate. Put it mate. in the hat. Yep, the, fro- the cold.
0: frozen envelope trick, mate. Put the piece of paper in the freezer for 15 minutes. Put it in the hat. Oh, the cold one. That's the one I'm going to grab first. <laughs> yeah. You'll see all these rigged fantasy cops next year now they've heard this. All right, let's get into round seven preview. 7.50 on Thursday night. I'm actually going to this game because I'm flying to Sydney tomorrow. So I'm going to be out at Shark Park or Point Bet Stadium in Sydney. Might try and yeah, catch up and uh, have a beer and a, and a and a pie with ScoMo maybe and go and see if that is his hot brunette daughter that sits behind him at every game. Uh, but, yeah, pretty uh, pretty big clash here between the Sharks and, and Manly. Um, Reese, both these teams sort of have been going pretty good this year. So where do you see these?
1: Yeah, well, Sharks did a bit of a stumbling block last week. They got put in their place a little bit, didn't they, with uh, the storm being too good for them. I think they thought it was going to be just as easy as the last couple of weeks. But, yeah, they had a bit of a stumble there and – I don't know, being back at home, they'll probably be ready for this one against Manly. Manly had a great 40 against the Titans and then just let them back in the game in the uh, second half. So, I don't know, Manly need to probably, well, de- they'll definitely need to put on two halves against the Sharks. They're a quality team, the Sharks. And, um, yeah, I think the Sharks, they'll be, they'll be hungry for the for a win. They're only really out this would be South Nukin. Yeah. South Nukin would be a big loss in the middle there. Yeah, well, they've
0: got Cameron McInnes going to thirteen, who's had a couple of runs back now from from having the season off with injury. So, I think he'll be. I don't be... know if you've
1: seen that um, tackle with Cameron McInnes when Munster went through the gap. He did a bit of a Superman. Yeah. If you get if you get five minutes, have a look at that tackle, Cameron <laughs> he He's he never going to catch Munster. Yeah, he's getting up <laughs> to game shape. Little, oh. nice.
0: I personally think that was a good thing for the sharks. Like, uh, like I said, they, they they've played very well at the start of the season. But you know, it's always the big test when you come up against either the Panthers or the Storm, just to sort of get a bit of a gauge on where your team's at. And I think at the start of the season, like you know, playing against the Storm, it was. I think everyone thought Storm were going to win, but I didn't think the Sharks played that badly, and they didn't seem like they were not up for the challenge. So. Uh, I think they're gonna they're gonna grow into this season nicely. I think that was a, a good loss for them, and I think they'll bounce back against Manly. So that'll be my tip. I think uh, Sharky's probably win this one to twelve. I am hearing there's going to be rain pretty much all weekend down in Sydney, which also sucks for my holiday plans. Um, might not even be able to get out for a, a game of golf or two that I was planning. But uh, yeah, I think um, I think the Sharkies probably win this one to twelve. What do you think?
1: Well, I think if there's rain, like you just said, I think Manly will be the better team with just with uh cherry ever's kicking game
2: yeah
1: um nico hines has got a good kicking game better than i thought he had had like coming into the halves full time but cherry ever's the way he played against the Knights the other week in the rain mm. manly were just too good and i will say uh reuben garrick man he's been outstanding taking over tommy's job yep. at the back there yeah scored a couple of tries last week and uh yeah, I think he kicked five from
0: five again. Yeah, he's a very good goal kicker mate. too. Yeah, he's he's quite good.
1: I think he's still doing well there. I'll say Manly.
0: You'll say Manly. Manly's you're going to okay. go again. Where are we on our tips? Am I like three or four ahead? Like, are you still keeping no, you're this tally? Am only two ahead? Am I you're two, only ahead? two ahead? Alrighty, all so right. don't get ahead of yourself. Mate. Yeah, I think <laughs> like your golf score. I, I think, think I. Exactly yeah, good. I think we need to go back and check this. I got to go back and listen to these podcasts. I think I'm. I thought I've got I'll, it written down, mate. I thought I was three or four ahead of you, but okay. Well, no, you're later.
1: only two ahead. Calm down. Your nights have been playing terrible.
0: Yeah, that, that has been the difference, actually. Uh, Friday night, 7.55 at Suncorp Stadium. The Broncos are Can't hosting wait. the Bulldogs. Is your old boy going to be going to this one again, mate, with the rest of the uh, the sad members?
1: Yeah, season ticket holder there. He'll be there for sure. All right, excellent. Um, I'm hoping to watch a win this week. We've, we've made a few changes, which I'm stoked about. so um, I've been asking Kevin to do all year. I'm looking He's at this. To
0: yeah, so we've got Tamari Martin making his debut at fullback. We've got Tyson. i was very
1: surprised with that that one. But mm. if we go down the go down the page a little bit, we've got Tyson Gable at six. He'll just bring so much to the team.
0: Yep, he'll bring a lot He's of errors, so and much errors, errors and penalties. Time. Yep, yep.
1: The errors are fine. The passion he brings to the game is just that's what we want. That's what we need to see. Bit of passion in the game. Yeah, he can laugh, but we'll, I need that button for your nights when we get to him. <laughs> Corey Jensen. He's earned his spot back in the front row. He mm-hmm. was good last week. Mm-hmm. Got some meters out. Paying Hass is back from suspension, mm-hmm. and then we got the number nine, Corey Pate. That's that's who I've been calling for all year to be starting. Bit more, bit more almk out of Hooker. He's just more electric than Turpin. Turpin hasn't been offering too much out of there, mm-hmm. so. On a whole, the team looks like they should roll the Bulldogs, but after watching the West Tigers the other day, I don't anything can happen.
0: So the Doggies, it looks like uh, Flanagan has kind of been a little bit better for
2: for them at seven.
1: If you go to their game last week, the first 25 minutes, the Bulldogs looked like they were were in for the fight. They looked like they were the better team by far. Kyle Flanagan was going well, but then uh, Damien Cook turned it on. He got a hat-trick. Mm. He's back to his beach sprinting days. I think he just looked electric at a hooker the other night. Was he a beach and sprinter? I was like, did was he, he? Did you know? Did you know he was a beach sprinter? I didn't know.
0: No, you've. I've just learnt that for the first time now. So Damian Cook, beach, yeah, sprinter. beach sprinter.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, that's a scoop. Yeah, right. Okay. Call me Buzz. Sure. But no, the, the bulldogs—they looked good the other night. If they can put a couple of halves of footy together, they'd probably be in for a shot. But yeah, having Herbie back this week. Katoni Stagg, He's bloody. He was great he was the other night mm. again. Against uh, the Panthers, they run out of puff. Broncos mm. looked all right against the Panthers for the first, you know, mm. first half really, mm. and then a little push and a shove, and the Panthers come to life. But I can't believe uh, that was even a ten minutes in the bin that no offense.
0: <laughs> so a little jersey push, yeah. Well, these two teams played a bit of a bit of a close game at the start of the season, so they're already matched up again. They know about each other already. Is it gonna be a similar game? Is this gonna be another one try sort of outcome again, or do you think you think your Broncos are gonna come good with these changes?
1: I reckon the Broncos will win this thirteen plus. Third <laughs> It is bold, but that's what I'm here for. It's a bit of bold tipping. I will I would uh, put money on them, thirteen plus I reckon. Wow,
0: thirteen plus. Um yeah, I you know what? I'm gonna go the dogs.
1: Yeah, it's good. Uh, well, like me, I'll get it back.
0: I'm going to tip off. So the dogs.
1: after Friday night, we'll be uh, we'll be back even on the tipping. That's good.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I think I think they they've been slowly building to something. The Broncos are just. I know you that you made the changes, but it's you're changing a guy at fullback who oh, I don't I don't know if he is a fullback. He probably that's is my, that's more my of a only iffy one. I'll, yeah, I yeah. probably would
1: have put Jordan Carrera on the wing and then um, Solomon Cobbo at fullback, but. Kevin's the boss, mate. Tyson. He's listening to me this week with Tyson Gamble and Corey Cape, so Yeah, look. If you need some feedback next week, I'll give him a call.
0: Look, I know all you Broncos guys, you, you have some love affair with Tyson Gamble. I I just I think he he does a he just he has a lot of energy. I'll give him that. But I think he's more of a hindrance to your team than he's an asset. I think he just he's got a few penalties in him, he's got a few brain explosions, he's got yeah, I just I in a, in a six jersey, yeah, I'd, but I'd he rather hasn't
1: have... had a, he hasn't had a half-back with him, ever. Mm, mm. So he's got Adam Reynolds out on the field, make him a little bit more calm. He'll pull him in the line a little bit. He does, last yeah. He's got, yeah, he's got Adam Reynolds, yeah, the like guy Adam who... Reynolds.
0: Adam Reynolds is good for kicking it out on the full, probably two or three times a game.
1: He kicked really well last week and the week before, so <laughs> we'll move on from
0: that. Um, all right, well, anything else? The coach has actually put his son back to 14. I don't know if you heard during the week, but after the Cleary signed their $5 million extensions each, um, Kevy come out and said that's the goal for him and Billy is to get something like what the two Clearies have got. So, um, yes, yeah, so I think the coach and the coach's son is thinking they've got a, a $10 million deal coming their way too.
2: Yeah. I heard you tell
1: me this before, Jase, but um, at least with this one, it's the dad helping the son mm. with the Panthers. If Nathan Cleary wasn't as good as he is, Ivan wouldn't be there. He got sacked, remember? Yeah. And then they
0: got him back. He got sacked because he was making Gus look bad, but anyway. No, he
1: wasn't. (laughs) Move on.
0: All right, we'll move on, mate. Uh, 5.30 on Saturday. The Cowboys up in Townsville are hosting the Titans. Uh, It's the little brother, I guess, Queensland derby, not quite the Cowboy Bronco one, but should be good weather up there for this one, mate. Obviously, be a fast track. Both teams like to throw the ball and score some points. How do you see this one going?
1: should be beautiful weather. I don't think we're forecast for rain on Saturday. I think we are Thursday, Friday, but Saturday we should be all asleep. Yeah, I don't know. The name's Hemiso, have your you know, on the extended bench. So mm. I
2: don't
1: know if he's all right. I don't know if he'll come into the team. got Drinkwater's been pretty good for him.
0: Yeah, he has been good.
1: He's, he's been solid. He does have a few errors in him, but he just offers so much more in attack. Like Hemiso, he's electric, but he doesn't really set up too much. Mm. So if he was going to score a try, I'd just be on the back of the MSO himself, where Scotty actually you know, got a bit of a passing game as well. I am excited to uh, sit in my seats and watch Dave Fasida run over the top of a couple of people. Um, <laughs> if they get him some early ball. If he
0: gets the ball, yeah.
1: If they get him early ball, he runs over four people every time. Yeah. I don't know how the Titans haven't worked this out yet. No, it's not rocket science. Like football, time, no. rugby league, is a pretty simple game. If you got a bigger
0: player than the other fellow on the other team, pass yeah. him the ball. Yeah. Oh, it's it's The Titans are the most frustrating team to watch just just for that reason that you have this monster of a guy with speed, footwork and power and agility and you just give him the ball either in the wrong time or you don't give it to him at all. I, I hate watching Titans games just for that reason.
1: This game is the matchup of uh, two halves. So, I don't know, we probably won't see any football in the first half. This week coming because the Cowboys were terrible against the Raiders. Mm. They they look like they should have had forty points put on them. Yep. Raiders just couldn't get over the line. So the Cowboys must have had half decent defense. Yep. And then first half against the, the Eagles, the Titans led in twenty four points. Like,
2: yeah,
1: do these teams just fall asleep in the first half and then the second half they're like, oh shit, we got to play a bit of footy to that.
2: Yeah, pretty much. And
1: then Cowboys, they turned it on the second half. They look like an unstoppable team. Like fell home. Mm. That heel and Lukey, I think he's a better player than Jeremiah Nani, but I don't know. Nani scored three tries off kicks, so he must be a really good second row.
0: Thing is, all these guys they've got, they're all young and they're all they're all big boys. Like they're all like six three, six four, big shoulders, strong runners. Like, but they're all like 18, 19, 20 years old. Like you know, in, in two or three years' time, some of these boys they'll, they'll be good assets for them.
1: Yeah, they just got to they just got to train them up a little bit more. But um, for the Titans, I tell you who. I've been really impressed with is uh Tino Pua Somali Ali. I don't know how to sell his name.
2: Come on,
0: have another crack. Have another crack.
1: Tino Pua Somali. All right, well
0: I think you I think you were worse the second time, mate, but anyway.
1: Yeah, Pua Somali Ali. Yeah.
0: <laughs> stick just stick with Tino, mate.
1: Yeah, big Tino. He's been he's been awesome. Right? Yeah. He he stood up the other night, he got a try, ran a great hole and it just spiked him. Just spiked
0: uh, the Titans, bit of a comeback, but I don't know. They just weren't good enough in the end. Yeah, I see this probably being like a 28-18, 28-24 sort of scoreline. I think, I think the teams are fairly evenly matched in the backs and the forwards. I do think the Cows halves will get them over the line. I think Chad Townsend and Tom <laughs> Deed and they were absolutely nowhere to be found in that first half against the Raiders. In the second half, they were both... Really present, and I thought they were setting up a lot of their, their structure in that, and their kicking game was quite good, so I thought it was actually the halves that kind of got the Cowboys over the line against the Raiders last week, and I just think I haven't been impressed by the the Brimson-Toby Sexton combo at all with the Titans, so, um, yeah.
1: Yeah, Brimson's been struggling.
0: Yeah, on the back of that, I think Dearden and, and Townsend, they just seem like they're just getting a little more comfortable with each other from game to game, so I think as the season goes on, I think they're going to get a little bit better. They're starting to learn where each other likes the ball, and Townsend's pretty much taking over like eighty percent of the kicking, which is probably what he's better at. Um, yeah, I, I think I think the Cowboys win this one. I think it won't be a blowout, but I think they they will put some points on, and and hopefully we'll hold the Titans out. So
1: yeah, I think it'll be a pretty high scoring game. So probably take the opens on that game.
0: All right, Saturday seven thirty five at Combank Stadium in Sydney. The West Tigers are hosting the Rabbitohs. The Tigers finally bust their cherry for the season, got their first win on the board. Uh, the Rabbitohs have been pretty consistent. They've been outclassing a lot of the, the lower-level teams. Reese, can the Tigers back it up and go two for two, or the Rabbitohs going to show them that last week was a fluke? Last week
1: was a
0: fluke. <laughs> oh, come on. No confidence oh, in the in the little Tigers.
1: Oh, look, they really needed that win the other night. Um, yep. I think they'd get the training today and they'd be... They'd they be been. Oh, how good is this? They yeah. Would, We've, we've just lost, relieved so much pressure. Imagine McGuire after the game the other night. He looked like a totally new man. Yeah. Before the game, had no colour about him. I thought he was coming yep. from his grave.
0: Yeah.
1: After the game, he was like he was twenty again.
0: Yep. He definitely so was. He needs to. He needs to go and get some uh, Botox. Needs to get the crows feet looked at. Needs to go get a bit of a manicure and pedicure. And he needs to feel better about himself after that win. because so, yeah, he's uh. Oh
1: he's mate, looking, he he's he's looking was elated. Well. He, yeah, he could go home that night and just say, "I've still got a job." But, I don't know, it might be back again after this week, after Saturday night. The Rabbitohs, they haven't been showing up every week either. Mm. Um, Blake Taff, I still like him as a fullback. And Cody Walker with uh, Damien Cook. Damien Cook had his best game of the year. But, he did. Oh, best game in a couple of years.
0: Yeah, he was electric. On the weekend. So he was electric. I, hopefully I
1: he is back to some form. I heard, you know, I've seen him
0: play. I heard from somewhere um, the other day, Damien Cook was a, was a beach printer.
1: Yeah, I think he was a beach sprinter. I'll check mm. that. Yeah, check that, yeah. But no, they, I think the Rabbits would be too good for the Tigers. Tigers, they'll probably be a bit more relaxed going in this game and they probably won't start, They, eh? Yeah. That's just, that's the feeling i got.
2: Yeah,
0: I think Rabbitohs win this comfortably. I, I see 13 plus still. I mean, Tigers had a good win last week, but yeah, I think that was just a one out upset. We see them every now and then. And um, yeah, the Bunnies, I think they're they're starting to kick into some form now. So... Uh, Lachlan Ilias. They played against
2: He's- a really
1: good team as well, so yeah, that, that would have taken a lot of energy from them. Luke Brooks, same as Magic McGuire up the game, he just looks so relieved that who would have thought changing from Jersey 7 to 6 can make you play better.
0: Yeah, very weird.
1: But obviously obviously it does.
0: I mean, does it really? I mean, Reese, you played in the halves and you played both positions. Is it really much difference between a half and a 5-8 or is it more like how the coach wants to play? Because some coaches... Say the six has got to stay on one side, the seven's got to stay on that side of the field. Where and then some coaches are like the halves just do whatever they want. If one wants to get in the first receiver, he gets in. If one wants to go, like, so does it just depend on how the team's being coached and structured? Or, yeah, it
1: depends on how how it's coached because, yeah, you've obviously got a left side and a right side, and sometimes just half on each side. But, yeah, when you're roaming, the halves look after a a bit more direction, and the five eight looks for the scoring options. So, I don't know if Luke Brooks got that. From uh, Mad, she just said, "Go out there and find some gaps." And Jackson yep. Hastings directed the team around, but I don't know what they did, but it worked.
0: I absolutely but- hate it when coaches keep halves on one side of the field. I just think it's, I think it's too boxed. It's too structured. I mean, to say that one guy who's probably one of the top three or four players in your team and handles the ball a lot can't use fifty percent of the field, I just find that ridiculous in my eyes like why it'd be like saying to LeBron James you can't go anywhere within 15 feet of the basket like why would you restrict one of your best players to not go half of the size of the field that you want to use I just I've never got that I think any of your playmakers any of your playmakers any of your one six seven or nine you want to give them absolute free reign to create attack wherever they want whenever they feel for it like you should never box your playmakers in like that
1: we might get um, Anthony Seibold on one week and just see he what would. his theory is because
0: that's how he plays. Yeah, he has um, university degrees, I've heard too, so he, he knows what he's yeah, talking I'll
1: about. Be yeah, a bit more textbook than anyone else, thinks. think. No,
0: exactly right. Two p.m. Sunday, Newcastle Knights against the Parramatta Eels, um, McDonald Jones Stadium. I'm off the Knights.
1: How good the Eels can play the Knights back in, uh the Knights can play the Eels back in
0: the form, eh? Yeah, well exactly. Like Paramount has just had the upset of the season, so you know they're gonna be uh, firing at train and looking to to write that wrong. And uh, Newcastle every week, I think they're gonna dig themselves out of the hole. They just continue to dig it more and more. Uh, I had a quite a busy weekend and actually did not watch the the Dragons Knights game. I did watch the three four minute highlights package. Didn't like what I saw Um, The Dragons haven't really been world beaters this year And they kind of look like They outclassed the Knights Which is kind of saying something Um, All that good work they did In the first two games of the season I don't know even know who this team is anymore. I mean, yes, they've got a couple of guys out injured at the moment, but they've still got a lot of their key weapons there. Um, Kalen Pong Ponga's going through his contract negotiations. Apparently it came out today that Mitch Barnett has been released uh, at the end of this season, so he'll see out the year with Newcastle, and then he's signing with another team elsewhere. I think you were saying it's looks like it's probably the Warriors. I'm just... Yeah, I'm... Chris Randall offers absolutely nothing from the nine and if we've seen anything in footy teams over the years, you do need someone who gives you something out of nine. You've just seen Damian Cook might have single-handedly won that game for the Rabbitohs last week by his play. and Chris Randall, I don't think I've ever seen him run the ball or do anything or a kick. or He's created absolutely zero from hooker. and um, just basically puts all the pressure on Ponga, Clifford and Kloon. So, And you throw into that Kurt Mann playing 13. I mean, your 9 and your 13 are your two playmakers in your forward pack. And between Randall and Mann, they offer absolutely fuck all. And uh, I think the Eels win this one pretty comfortably.
1: Going back to last week's game, I've got a couple of notes when I was watching the
2: game. Mm-hmm.
1: Dragons. Looked way more dominant than the Knights. That that statement couldn't be said. I reckon at the start of the year, yeah, with the Dragons team. Yep, they're not going to be looking too much dominant over anything. No. My other my other little note here is Ponga probably played his best game on the weekend. Mm. But the Knights lacked so much direction. They just didn't know what they were doing. They couldn't get out of their own way. And we were saying on the pod earlier in the year, Adam Clooney looked like the Premiership win at halfback. <laughs> Uh, that that statement hasn't aged well. Mm. They've they've got no idea in attack at the moment. Bradman Best and Dan Gaggai still bouncing out of tackles, but they their forwards aren't winning any battles.
2: Yeah. Having David
1: Clamour back, I thought he would have been a bit more go forward. Frizzell, he got a little bit bit hurt by uh by Max jumping on top of him.
0: Yeah, look, I, I did but see that incident as be well, better. but yeah, you gotta be better. Um I look, Kurt Mann, I've you know I've knocked him quite a few times, uh, he, he's not a starting NRL player. Like At very best, he's a 14 utility off the bench. Like He's not a starting NRL lock forward. Missing uh, Barnett and Fitzy at the moment, they're two good hard-running back rowers that can actually bust and make a break and score a try or two, um, and they're pretty solid in defence. So I think missing those two edge back rowers is, is kind of hurting because ever since those two guys got injured or got suspended in those, after those first few weeks. The Knights just have not been the same sort of in the forwards in an attack. So I think those two guys are kind of, yeah, they're, they're missing that punch that those two guys actually offer on the edges. Kurt Mann and Randall, as I said, are offering nothing. And sort of the Safidi brothers and Clamour, they just get the ball and run 10 metres. Like they're not really, you know... I've said everything about front rowers in the past when it comes to guys like Payne Haas and that. It's like... Their job is very mundane. It's very one-dimensional. Like, if they run 10 metres, okay, great. That's that's all they're asked to do. But you win games by scoring points and you need playmakers and you need guys to create and guys to, to put guys into positions where they can make tackle busts and breaks and run through gaps and that's the night's problem at the moment I think everything is reliant on Clifford and Clune, who are both quite young and a bit bit raw and uh, Ponga sort of just gets his ball out wide now and then and tries to do these you know fancy dancing feet sort of moves and tries to do something and you know it's easy to goosey people in you know under 15 sort of uh you know rugby schoolboy competitions but when you're in the NRL mate you can't just you can't just think you can goose-step, you know, professional footballers every time you get the ball. Like, you know, you've got to, you to do the hard running yards, things that you know Turbo and Teddy do. You got to pop up, you know, and try and get offloads from your forwards, and you know, even get little runs in between the ruck with your halves and hookers and things like that. It's it's a lot of those little things I don't see in Ponga's game that I see from the other top fullbacks and throw Gutho in there as well. Yeah,
1: but on the weekend he was better. Mm. He he had the most run meters out of all their team and. He got a try. I think he got a try assist as well. Yeah, so I saw
0: the little tries. I think his
1: fantasy points were probably. I think he probably got the most fantasy points in the game. I think he was over a hundred. He was better, but their forwards just look. They didn't lose by much, but they never looked dominant in the game at all.
2: Yeah, but the dragons. After
1: the, the first few the weeks
0: of the through. season, they should have beat the dragons by twenty points.
1: Anyway, the Knights got the same amount of wins as the Broncos. So. <laughs> Leave you with that.
0: 4 p.m. out at Penrith, at Blue Bet Stadium. The Panthers are hosting the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders, the Canberra Faders, as they've been called, seem like they're back. They capitulated in the second half against the, the Cowboys after looking so dominant in the first half. It's just like both teams swapped jerseys and they were completely different in that second half of that game. So, again, the Raiders, we never know who's going to show up from week to week or even half to half of that team. Penrith, this looks like a, last week's game against the Broncos, looks like pretty much a professional Training run for them on their home yep. turf, so um, I actually see probably a very similar score. I think the Panthers beat the Broncos forty to twelve last week, and four PM on a Sunday afternoon in Penrith, I'd probably see a similar scoreline for this one.
1: Yep, I'm with you. Um, Ricky Stewart smashed his players in the press conference. Doesn't normally do that, but uh, yeah, actually called out some of his players, and the main one was Xavier Savage, just saying he wasn't ready for first grade, but put him in there anyway and. Couldn't hack the pace. A few mm. of the other players, I reckon, would have got a bit of a ear-bashing behind closed doors, but this game will be Panthers.
0: Well, the thing Panthers, is, he, Panthers, Panthers. he can't really drop anyone because he doesn't really have the depth there to, you know, half his team are sort of all young, up-and-coming guys anyway, and he can't drop them because uh, then he's basically running out a Q Cup team, which probably wouldn't really matter against the Panthers. The result's going to be the same. Yeah, Ricky. Ricky seems to have that. I think he's already got the players. He always gets the players offside with him at some point during the season, but it looks like he's now done it after round six because I can't really see a lot of those guys uh, responding against the Panthers. So, um, yeah, 13-plus for me for Panthers. If
1: there's a betting market for 50, I'll say 50. <laughs> I can't see the Raiders scoring at all.
0: No. I mean, they do have some big, strong outside backs. You know, They might, they might squeeze in one or two tries, but, yeah, they're not going to win the game, that's for sure. And closing out the round, 4 p.m. on Anzac Day on Monday. So we're going to have five days of footy, Reese.
1: Yeah, so good. So, it's good when there's five days of footy.
0: Yeah, five days of footy. More reason to ignore the wife and kids and the family and, and everyone and just sit in front of the TV and watch footy. Uh, yeah. I'm going to be in Sydney. I might try and actually get out to this one if there's still tickets available. I've always wanted to go to the Anzac Day clash between uh, the Dragons and the Roosters. Um in recent years, you'd think the Roosters would always sort of uh, you know, have easy wins over the Dragons, but these two teams always live for that Anzac Day clash. It's always a good atmosphere down there at the SCG. So, yeah, you might see your boy in the crowd at this one, but uh, how do you think these teams are going to respond? Dragons obviously had the, the feel-good win over the Knights from the weekend. Um, Roosters seem like they're just sort of going through the season quite comfortably. So I think this will actually be a close one. I can see this probably being like six
1: points or less. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, the Dragons... Unlike the West Tigers, I think this is a bit of a more momentum game than uh, the Tigers. They just got lucky. Mm. Um, this is probably a bit of a momentum game coming. I think they'll push the Roosters because the Roosters haven't been great this year. Like mm. they've scraped in a couple of wins, and yep. then they've blown a couple of teams out of the water as well. So yeah. it depends what Roosters team turns up. Suwali so and Momorowski. Uh, Momorowski back in the team after Stags had him in hospital. Marnie. Best center in the game at the moment, by far. I reckon is even though Stags is going well, Mine is way above everyone.
0: mate just He's calm down. Up. Stags has had two good games out of six.
1: Yeah, bad in the first first four or five weeks, so <laughs> got to give him some love. Pump <laughs> uh, we'll him up, yeah. I'm sure, um, I'm sure, I'm sure he listen. Yeah, Roosters look better than the Dragons all over the park, but it just depends what Roosters team turns up. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say the Roosters win this. Yeah, but. It'll
0: be closer than. I think it'll be one to twelve. One to yeah. twelve roosters. I'll take one to six. There you go. What's one to six paying like? Five bucks. you if
1: we get three fifty.
0: Yeah, that'll be my tip. Roosters one to six. And closing out the round, I actually missed this one. Seven PM, also on Anzac Day at Amy Park in Melbourne. The Melbourne Storm hosting the. Still calling them the Queensland Warriors. They're still still stuck here. I don't think.
1: Uh, yeah, Redford Warriors. Yeah, just no, well, uh,
0: hasn't let them. Sunshine Coast Warriors, there you go. Yeah, Jacinta hasn't let them home yet, so they're still based here in Queensland. Uh, the Storm, not much to say about them. They're definitely leagues ahead along with the Panthers uh, with the rest of the competition at the moment. Ryan Pappenhausen, Cameron Munster, they're in absolute purple patch of form. Um, even though they're two, three, four, and 5 isn't really, you know, hot players. Um, you know, when you've got Munster and Hughes and Pappenhausen and Harry Grant and cheese, hanging around, you, you don't really have to do much. It's pretty much just catch and run with those guys playing inside and outside you. so, um, yeah. I Warriors do usually get up for the Anzac Day Clash against the Storm in previous years um, and the Warriors have been playing quite well together. Um, but I do see the Storm probably winning this by about 20-odd. Uh, I'm
1: going to say a bit closer than that. Mm. Uh, Warriors get a lot of support in Melbourne. A they lot do. of the Kiwis live in Melbourne. Mm. It's probably like their first stop over here and then they get a scaffold license or something.
0: There's a lot so, of every type of ethnicity in Melbourne.
1: Yeah, but at the game, but the Warriors supporters, the Kiwis, they turn up in droves.
2: Yeah, they do. Every
1: time i watch watching on TV, there's just Warriors fans everywhere when they're playing. Yep. So, I don't know, Reece Walsh, Harris DeVita, and Sean Johnson, they've been looking pretty good together. Jesse Arthurs in the centres is impressive. He has. Um, another one that got, got away for the Broncos. The Broncos this year. Yeah,
0: another yeah. one that got away. Yep.
1: Oh, he's still with the Broncos. He's just on loan surely they're so not going to keep him. him.
0: They've got Herbie and Stags. What would they want him for?
1: Arthur's could be a good winger. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Matt Lodge's been playing really well as well. So I wish we had him at the moment too. Mm. Mm. Best, but mm. I think the Warriors um, will keep it close. The Storm definitely win. Mm. I can't see I can't see him losing. Justin Nolan got got two tries the other day, and he's hard to stop close to the line. He'll probably get one or two this week. Yep. So me, my tip would be two any time try scores here would be. Justin Olive, Xavier coach and stormed the wind by 12.
0: Is Pappy the best player at
1: the moment? Yeah, Pappy's the best player, followed closely by Munster. So when you've got two best players in your team,
0: mm.
1: pretty hard to beat.
0: They're definitely the most informed players like those two. They've been absolutely carving it up. Um, yeah, I, I like the Warriors team. I think they've got a good, you know, a good solid group there. Um, I'll give a hot tip. I actually think the Warriors will make the top eight this year.
1: Ooh, that is... That's risky because they they do fade later in the year.
0: They do, but they've got the advantage of not really having anyone for um, Origin period in that. So even their Australian-based players, uh, there's no one really there I don't think that's going to play Origin. So unless Reese Walsh gets a sneaky look in.
1: Well, at the moment, I'd take him over Ponga.
0: Oh, well. don't have to convince me of that, mate. Not at this stage. So, um, yeah, Reese Walsh maybe maybe might even get a, a run in for Queensland. But the rest of that team, I mean, yeah, they're going to be resting during um, the Origin period when most other teams are going to struggle, and they're going to be going to their, you know, their New South Wales and Q Cup players to sort of come and fill in now and then. So, I think, yeah, I'll give it to the Warriors. I think I think they could sneak into the to the eighth spot. That there you go. That's my hot tip
1: for the year. Well, just on the ladder. Why do you jump over there and have
0: a quick look. Are you surprised with any team that's in the top eight at the moment? Uh, looking at the top eight now, no. I'm not surprised. I mean, Panthers, Storm, Sharks, Eels, Roosters, Manly, I'm pretty sure everyone thought that was probably going to be the top six. Everyone had
1: them in your top six. Everyone
0: had that sure. in your top six. Uh, Rabbitohs are there with the Cows at the bottom of the eight. I think that's that's pretty spot on. Then you've got the Warriors. You've got the Titans. Um, the Knights are absolutely disappointed at 11, the Raiders at 12, Dragons at 13, the Broncos, are they down to 14th now? Um, are they still tied with the Knights? Yeah, still
1: tied
0: yeah. Knights. it's all on for and against. Um, you've got the Tigers, and you got the Bulldogs down in number one. So the Broncos, they Bulldogs,
2: clash.
0: Bulldogs. 14th versus 16th for the Broncos-Dogs game this weekend. Battle for the Spurs. Yeah, but you
1: yeah, yeah, win that year. You're a Broncos fan you up there, eh? <laughs> I'm, I'm very surprised with the Cowboys. I didn't think they'd win this many games just early in the season. I thought they were going to be 1 and 5, 1 and well, 6 something like
0: that. They've, they've beaten teams they should beat. I mean, they had that big win over the Broncos, and I mean, we're looking at the Broncos. They're in 14th. They should have beaten the Dogs in that first game. It was just, I mean, if Hammer was six inches more on side, they would have won that game. And we're talking about the Bulldogs that haven't won a game yet this year. They yeah, had, well, that's
1: the difference with the Cowboys at the moment. They're winning those
0: well. Well, they've beaten the Raiders twice. From
1: the first, yeah. <laughs> they've
0: got three wins. They've beaten the Raiders twice, and they've beaten the Broncos, and they should have beaten the Dogs. So really, they should have four wins. Um, so yeah, they're beating teams they should beat. They haven't. They haven't really had any games against the, the top four or five teams yet. So that's where it's going to tell for them. Um, they have had a bit it's of a soft the draw the
1: Dodgers.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, the Titans, again, but that's a team they should beat. Like, you know, I mean, if you say to the Cowboys, they're not going to beat the Panthers, the Storm, the Sharks, the Eels, you know, and even teams like the Roosters and Manly, say you just beat all the other teams, which they probably should, yeah, I think they, they should be. I think they're right there. I think, you know, the top six will probably stay the same between the Cowboys, the Rabbitohs, the Warriors, the Knights. I think they're the four teams that will contest those last two spots. Looking at how the seasons played out so far, injuries will still determine a lot. But yeah, I'd say those are the the four teams that'll probably contest those last two spots. Who do you who do you see?
2: Well,
1: I'm telling you, the Broncos have got to make the eight.
0: Oh my god! Where, hang on, where is it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> they will. They'll finish higher than the Knights, and, and we've got a little bit of excitement there on that. so
2: We've got an edit here.
1: We can play the sound clip back, and I'll be right.
0: All right, easy. That's going to do it for this week, mate. Another podcast in the in the wrap, mate. Becoming a pro.
1: Yeah, I'm all over
0: it. <laughs> Excellent, good delay there. All right, that's going to do it for this week's NRL 720 podcast. Enjoy the footy this weekend, guys, and we'll talk to you again next week.